This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com. This show is brought to you by IndieWrestling.us. Check out IWC, RWA, and more. And listeners like you, support this show at patreon.com slash wrestlingmayhemshow. Hey guys, it is the Indie Mayhem Show. I'm Mike Sorg at Sorgatron on the Twitter here in the uh, Sorgatron Media Studios in Pittsburgh, PA. And this is the Indie Mayhem Show where we talk with people in and around independent professional wrestling or just independent people doing things around professional wrestling, uh, as is the day today, uh, what we're doing today. Uh, some people with some history today, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, this conversation. In the meantime, please go check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com or IndieWrestling.us. That's where you can find out for WrestlingMayhemShow.com, this and other great, great podcasts. And, of course, uh, this show shows up on IndieWrestling.us, as well as a lot of great content, uh, including a lot of people we talk with on the show. A lot of the wrestlers that we have on the show um, do show up on there and over at the IndieWrestling.network as well. So please support that. Hit us up at GoodTimesAtWrestlingMayhemShow.com or 412-206-WMS0. If you have any questions for any announced guests, please take uh, keep a look on the uh, Facebook pages for Indie Wrestling and Wrestling Mayhem Show for our upcoming guests, and you can drop questions there or those lines. Or if uh, you have anybody you think we should be talking with on the show, uh, hit us up there. We do take suggestions. We don't get to watch all of the independent wrestling out there. And if there's somebody that's really uh, uh, on your radar that you think should be on ours too, we do appreciate um, that. And we have gotten a lot of great, great guests off of that, off of that, whether they're wearing a boar's head or uh, <laughs> doing wrestling in Texas, uh, we've, we've had a lot of fun conversations thanks to your suggestions out there. So I want to keep it up here in 2019. So the guys today, I originally met, I think I originally met you guys in Meadville, and we'll get into that too. But uh, the gentleman from Pro Wrestling News and Views, which we were just talking about, your your 18th year of it's hard doing to believe. this, yeah, our 18th anniversary and coming up in March. So we have John Pethers with us. Gosh. How you doing? Good. How are you, Mike? And then we also have on the couch, we do have Pat Gallagher with us. Hey, Mike. Good to see you, buddy. Awesome. And also we have, you're the newbie on this, right? Well, I'm four years in. They didn't even update you. Out of the 18. They <laughs> haven't even updated you on the <laughs> Facebook <have> page. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. <laughs> uh, Randy Bedell is joining Thanks. us here. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, so I, uh, you know... We'll get into the show and everything, and uh, but I like a little icebreaker here I do with the wrestlers. I want to do it with you guys, too, so I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I usually ask, uh, what is your earliest memory of professional wrestling? Whoever wants to go first. Go ahead, go down the line? Okay, yeah, I'll go first. My earliest memory, Mike. It's the same question we ask on our show. Yeah, pretty much. No, yeah. Yeah. Um, it would be with uh, being around my parents and my grandparents with them watching studio wrestling and my dad used to take his parents down to those shows uh i never made it that was before my time but they were watching on television i got hooked there um i think it was actually my uncle and cousin that took me down to the arena for my first trip but from then on my dad took me religiously month after month year after year down to the arena and uh i couldn't wait for those shows to come you know and then of course i was buying all the uh magazines on the stand you know i couldn't wait for them to come out every month but that was my first introduction into pro wrestling one thing i'll never forget my grandfather always told me johnny 
He said, those guys are all riding home in the same car together. I said, no, no, no way. <laughs> you know, I'd fight him tooth and nail, and uh, he'd keep telling me that all the time. And then I got into business, and it was like, damn, he was right. Mm-hmm. He was right all mm-hmm. along. <laughs> like, wow. But that's my earliest memories, you know, uh, with my grandparents, my parents, and uh, going to the shows. I often say uh, I, I, believe, I, I believed in pro wrestling longer than I did Santa Claus. So... <laughs> Spoiler alert. Me too. Yes. Amen. <laughs> I agree with you, Mike. Bad. What about you? Yeah, uh, similar, Mike. Uh, I got into, got interested in watching it on Channel 11, WIC in Pittsburgh, of course. Um, Mum and Dad had no time for it at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandmother hated it. My grandfather loved it. So I, I kind of got hooked in <laughs> with him, and we watched it pretty much every Saturday night. Uh, as we got old, and it's funny, as much as my grandfather enjoyed this, he never went to an arena show in his life. He just, he just didn't go. And I don't know, I don't know why that was, mm-hmm. but we would go to the shows at the Butler high school. And then of course go to the arena shows and all that sort of thing. But, oh, I just, it was, it was so much fun. And for a long time, yeah, I believed it. But there was that point in time where you think, nah, nah you know, it, it's a work. There's, there's something going on here. And, and the Butler shows, were they kind of an extension of what was going on down here in Pittsburgh? Were they, they, regionally? Were. they were. Yeah. They were like maybe going like to the Jaffa Mosque or going to yeah. you know, all the spot shows around. Yeah. You could you could get closer to the guys and usually get an autograph if you wanted to talk to them on the way out to the car, which that kind of blew some of the mystique for me right there. Like, <laughs> like actually being next to the guy and talking to him, interacting with them. Yeah. Uh, some guys giving an autograph, some guys blowing you off. But yeah. uh, it was a great experience. But it was such a good time. And, and the, the love of the business, it's just kept on. And when I, once I was driving myself, mm-hmm. we'd go all the time, take my friends down, you know. Uh, I can remember the, the ticket, ringside ticket, golden ringside for $6. Wow. That was even in the mid to late 70s. <laughs> golden ringside, it said on the ticket for 6 It wasn't even that for Meadville the last few years. <laughs> no, not even close. <laughs> but, yeah, like John, really, really into it. Really enjoyed it. Had a, the, the spectacle... I enjoyed the referees as much as I enjoyed the wrestlers, every bit as much. We, we can talk about that too, of course. But yeah. awesome, and Randy, the newbie here. Uh, <laughs> what's your what's your memory? Same deal with me. I mean, I'm the same age as these guys, and yeah. studio wrestling was the uh, origins for me as well. So watching that on Saturdays, it can go until whenever. Sometimes it came on at a set time. Sometimes it came on whenever a sporting event was on yeah. prior to it, and there was no uh, timetable to it. But uh, that started with that and. Mine, unlike Pat's, I was there was a whole family was involved. My brothers, my sister, my mother, my dad. We we all went sort of as a family somewhat, you know. Eventually it tapered off to just me and my father and my brother, but after the fact, uh we just went like you said, every month. I went away to college late later years to Clarion, came back home every month to uh see the shows at the arena. So it just continued on and on. My dad going back I'm from Pittsburgh, I'm not from Butler, but uh he was a laundryman here in Pittsburgh, so he would deliver the laundry actually to Bucky Palermo, who had a mm. tailor shop at the time. So he became friends with Bucky. He was also friends with back in the day. Izzy Moydell was a referee. Mm-hmm. So that was sort of our in for tickets. So we didn't really even pay for tickets early on. We would get them comped from from those guys. So and, that and, was our introduction. And just to clarify for those non like area people, like like Bucky was a referee as well. Bucky Palermo yeah. was a referee. Izzy Moydell. There was a whole set crew. Andy Kidley Paul, who's been on the show before, mm-hmm. Patty Grimes, mm-hmm. all the old school Buck guys McTiernan. from the 60s and 70s. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So uh, I think from discussions with you guys, like you guys have been involved with the wrestling industry kind of here and there before this show, too. Can you talk about a little bit of that background here before we get into what, what you guys do with pro wrestling news and views? 
Me, Mike? Yeah. Okay. Um, I always wanted to be a wrestler, just like all of us wanted to be. Yeah. You know, these guys were our superheroes, and I was never big enough to be a wrestler. So <clears throat> I had a love of photography, and uh, so I ended up becoming a professional photographer, and I got hooked up with Bill Apter, who is one of my heroes. Mm-hmm. So I shot with Bill at the Pro Wrestling Illustrated Family of Magazines. We call them the Apter Mags. And I was one of Bill's right-hand guys. So it was like a dream come true for me. And I was shooting all around the States and uh, for Bill. And I was his go-to guy. And uh, whenever the Monday Night Wars were on, you know, Raw and Nitro, uh, I was uh, basically the only American guy around the ring. You know, they had... Uh, the Japanese around the ring and whatnot, and you could pick me out. Like I stuck out like a sore th- thumb, the white guy, you know. But anyway, uh, so we can we can find you on the uh, on the WWE Network right now. Oh, definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah. So I was in the heat of that, and it was it was just a dream come true. And Bill's like, uh, you know, a brother to me now. Mm-hmm. And uh, whenever I got married, he even videotaped our wedding, and then I went over to do a couple bar and bat mitzvahs for his kids on over in the Philly wait, wait, wait. Bill after videotaped your wedding. Yes, he did. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and what's crazy, you know, photography brought us together. Yeah. And uh, But I was running a videography business on the side uh-huh. for 20 years, shooting weddings every Saturday, eight months out of the year. And coincidentally, Bill was shooting weddings. over. I was in the Pittsburgh end of the state. He was on the Philadelphia end of the state. And he was shooting weddings on his end of the state. We neither one of us knew that each other did the videography, and we both used the same equipment. Huh. It was crazy. It was just insane. So then he had me come over for his kids' uh, bar and bat mitzvah, uh, boy and girl. And then uh, as a trade off, he came over and shot my wedding. Yeah. Nice. So, but we were real close and uh, spent a lot of time together. And like I said, I was his go-to guy. And I got along with the wrestlers, and I was backstage at ringside all the time. And he knew if he had something that needed done, somehow, some way, Johnny would get it done. And and I would, you know, because the guys, we had a liking to each other, you know. And uh, But Bill opened up a lot of doors for me. I mean, Hogan and uh, The Rock. I mean, Ro- I remember Rock when he won the belt, larger than life, you know, and he'd come back through the curtain, and he'd, like, brush everybody off. And if I stopped him and told him I needed something, you're Bill's guy. Yeah, I'll do it. And he'd pose for, you know, cover shot or whatever, you know. So um, Bill opened up a lot of doors for me. Yeah, great, great, great guy. And then that evolved into the show that we're talking about, Pro Wrestling News and Views. Uh, we just said that we'll be on uh, thir- 18 years in March. 18, right? 18 yep. years in March. I was going to say 13. I lost five years somewhere. Hmm. But... Um, it, it was Patton, the original Randy, Randy Fox. It was their idea. I don't know if it was yours, Peach, or Randy's first. I think Randy brought it to me, actually. Did he? Yeah. yeah. So Randy Fox had the idea, brought it to Pat, and they had this cooking in their heads. And I just, I knew of it. They told me of it. I thought it was kind of crazy. But then whenever uh, Armstrong came to Pat about more local origination programming, he had, they they had the idea, yeah. you know. And then they got me on board and. That was 18 years ago, and it just uh, has flourished, you know. So it's it's been a fun ride. It's yeah. awesome. What about you, Pat? Well, business-wise, I, I really had nothing to do with wrestling besides watching it and being a fan. Yeah. Uh, but I always enjoyed, like I said earlier, about catching the guys coming in and out of the building, seeing what mm-hmm. they were really like, maybe talking to them, finding out what you could about them, you know. And, of course, buying the magazines. I had to have the magazines. But <laughs> Most kept, kept, the, kept the close rein on what was going on uh, every every Saturday night on, on TV. 
and uh, the uh, the whole pro wrestling news and views things, like John was saying, we just um, we had an idea. We took it to our local cable operator, had a meeting, and they said, "Let's do it." So mm-hmm. quickly, we were like, uh, "Oh, okay. Uh, what do we do?" <laughs> it was that quick. It was literally that quick, you know. And it's just continued on. That's awesome. What about you, Randy? Any, it's all, any, any just been as a fan yeah. of the sport and just following. And I probably was, John became just as strong a collector, but I was always a collector early mm. on with oh. the magazines and the figures and, and all the oddball stuff that I would find on eBay over the years from the right. 80s and, and prior. So it was more that. And it was through John that I became friends and opportunity arose to come on a show. And I've sort of been doing it ever since. And with his help also, you know, I befriended some of the people. So I, I became friends over mm-hmm. the years. With uh, Bruno, pretty good. You know, maybe mm-hmm. we'll get into later, but uh, it was a good introduction that John had for me, and he had a lot of respect and a lot of esteem for me. With you know Bruno, that got him on the show a couple more times, and sure, unfortunately, we didn't get him another time, but uh, before yeah. he passed. But you know, it was a good uh, opening. Awesome. So, so again, you know, you you, you guys show it was on Armstrong Cable, which is a. I guess regional cable company. I mm-hmm. you say it's in other states. It's I know it's they're other they're in a number of states. Uh, yeah. I think ten different states, and they have eleven. I believe eleven cable systems. Okay, so it kind of gets here and there and everywhere. You know, it, it crosses over state lines sometimes, depending on how the the system was wired decades yeah. ago. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So we never know where we get emails. We're like, well, how did they see this? Shit? Yeah, yeah. It's getting emails from like eight different states. Yeah. You know, so it has to appear in at least eight states yeah but yeah. unfortunately they don't stream it anywhere so if you don't like i'm from <laughs> pittsburgh and i tell my family for the last four years i'm on the show and it goes to seven states and we don't see you here on comcast so right. you can't get it on youtube although they did release two videos recently yeah, yeah. uh the bruno one and he released a daniel Huven uh interview that we did mm-hmm. not long ago but other than that you can't really see it anywhere no, yeah, it's your family. It's an Armstrong like, only. What the heck's show. he doing? You know, yeah. once or twice a month, he's taking right. off yeah. saying he's shooting yeah. a TV show. <laughs> yeah, it, it's such a it, it's such in this internet age, you know, you know, stuff like we're doing now, we're streaming on Facebook and stuff. But uh, this was what two thousand one, probably, yes. if I have my yeah. math right. Yes. So like this wasn't a thing. Like podcasting wasn't even a thing it, to do like a video content thing. Like unless you had a blog, you know, posting photos was an easy thing to do probably right. back then or ish. Ish. Probably by then they probably enough tools to do that. Yeah. Um. But th- I mean, this is this was a kind of your a best opportunity for reach. It's like you get on TV, you get on cable, right? Yeah. Um. The Indies were doing that. They were on whatever you know, double BGN or whatever it was in like the mid two thousand. I know here locally. Um. So well, Armstrong looked at it as local origination. Absolutely. Something that if you wanted to see these guys, it's on Armstrong. You can't just see it anywhere. That was kind of their thing. And then we promote obviously promote their pay per views. Yeah, Armstrong in demand. So. Before the network came along, right? More <laughs> yeah, back, yeah, <laughs> back in the day, that yeah. was what the show. Also, we pumped our pay per views. Yeah. yeah, that was the week we always aired. Was yeah. the week of the pay per view, yeah. and we still do. Yeah, yeah. The week the before. Funny story on that regard. Before I forget to tell it, is we were on the air what maybe three months, three months, three shows. Yeah, three, and then they four. called this big meeting at the corporate headquarters in Armstrong, and we're like. Are we that bad? We're I mean, like, well, that's it. We thought we were getting the apps. We're like, we thought we were doing okay. Maybe it yeah. is bad, but it, is it that bad? It wasn't that bad, sure. So we're like going into this round table meeting. We go up to the headquarters. We're in this big, lavish room, sitting around this table, and we're like yeah. gulping, you know? And the head honcho comes in, and we're like, why? If you're going to ask us, why did you call us into this big corporate oh, meeting? Oh, we didn't or? say that, of course. No, we're thinking. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're yeah, thinking, yeah. why'd they call us in here yeah, if what's they're going to put on? the hatchet down? You know, it's like, 
so we're sitting around he comes in and we all do a big gulp and we're like and he's like well and we're like gulp and he's like we love the show and we're like what you love the show <laughs> We're like, I thought we were getting axed. He's like, we love the show. We love the show so much. We want a second show yeah, each month. We need it. We're like, this is great. Yeah. We're like, this is unbelievable. So he's like, does anybody have any ideas? And I'd already thought this through, but I thought it wouldn't happen for years down the road. And I said, yeah, I have an idea. And everybody's looking at me like, where'd you come up with that? And I'm like, how about, uh, I know a lot of guys in the business. I'm friends with a lot of them. How about we have a show that end up being called Pro Wrestling News and Views Extra. Uh, we have another show each month that has all the people that are involved with the business, promoters, referees, mm-hmm. managers, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, interview show, uh, wrestlers, you know. So, And that was three months in, and we thought we were getting the axe, and here it is 18 years later, and we're still on the air. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was a great day. I mean, we were in and out of there, lickety-split. We thought right. you know, we were getting the axe, and here they were giving us another show each month. So and so. I'm only aware because you guys had me down. Uh, we were uh, talking stuff, and I think we were what, promoting one of the Meadville shows or something uh, a few years ago. Right? And your business, yeah, yeah. 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 And um, and uh, so I know the interview side of things, what you do. But generally, what was the show uh, when it wasn't involving like an interview or something? Well, oh, oh, just hyping a pay per view. Hyping the pay per view. Yeah, talk about yeah, yeah the, the monthly news mm-hmm. and any events yeah. that are going on locally, and then talk about the pay per view and preview the matches. And sometimes talk about the results of the previous pay-per-view and how that affects the next one coming up. Mm-hmm. So, And that show is still the same. That's pretty yeah. much, that's what we do. Exclusively like the brand that the pay-per-view is for, like WWE. Right, right. right. Yeah, and, correct. And, and any news that came through that month, things going on. Deaths, um, whatever. Yeah. Deaths, yeah. 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 Deaths, so, arrests. All that. The whole jail time, whatever it takes, right. <laughs> so how, um, obviously, probably when you started doing the interviews, probably your connections all these years Doing photography probably came in off. handy for that, oh, huh? They paid off tremendously, Mike, because I used to pose these guys for the magazine, you know, for cover shots, yeah, you know, uh, centerfolds, stories inside. So, and um, these guys at that time, they appreciated that to the 10th power because that was the only way they got recognition. Mm-hmm. So they knew that if I was shooting for the magazine, they were going to end up in the magazine. And therefore, they remembered this through the years. I mean, I still have friendships today because of that. And then they would come sit in our hot, we call it the hot seat, in the interview chair. <laughs> it's kind of like a, you scratch my back, I scratch yours, you know. And uh, all those guys come on the show all those years and never got paid a dime, you know. All the big names we've had on. And it, it all leads back to basically me shooting for the magazines because they all remembered me getting them in the magazines. And I know? think early so, on, they didn't stay in character. We let them let them go however you know that's oh, true yeah. semi like a shoot interview for yeah. the most part you know right. they could be themselves and right. go whatever direction they wanted to go yeah and we have this board that sits on our set that we've had most of them autograph it that we've had on the show and i was looking at that when we shot recently yeah and boy a lot of those guys have passed on it's scary oh my time goodness. really flies yeah. it's just amazing to me yeah it's like like candido and uh albano and um Gosh, just go on and on. It, mm-hmm. it, uh, Piper, you yeah. Know, it, it's just uh, and now Bruno. Yeah, Bruno. Yeah. yeah, it's just how many have passed. It's it's sad. Shane or not Shane Douglas. Um, Bam 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 right. Bigelow is right. like a lot of these guys have, are no longer with us, and it's like my goodness, wow, uh, making me feel old. <laughs> real quick, John. Real quick. Yeah, it's it's surprising to me how many people we've had and the different kinds of people and, and the various attitudes of some of the wrestlers. 
some super, super very nice and some very, very standoffish and like, mm-hmm. get away from me kind of thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. It, and it's, it's, it's fun and it's surprising and it's been, it's been a blast. And it's some really guys you would think would be a good interview ended up not being. Right. And then guys that you think would be a terrible interview end up being a great interview. They just you know, take kind off. Of, kind yeah. of weird. Most of the indie guys have been good interviews because oh, their yeah. stories have been more compelling. Yeah. You know, they're more forthright with what their stories, how they got yeah, to the a, point where they're at, it seems like. A little less great. hype and a little yeah. more sincerity, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And one of our shows that a lot of our fans talk about to this day and it was the show that we call the train wreck. <laughs> We've all had those. Yes. Oh. And uh, oh. we'll talk about this. You were there too, weren't you, yeah. Ram? Yeah. But um, we were down at the, uh, at that time, it was the Monroeville Toy Show. And that's now the Comic-Con, I guess. Yeah. Steel City Con, yeah. Yeah, yeah Steel oh. City Con. And uh, we were in there and we were interviewing uh, the Iron Sheik and Lou Albano. Oh, geez. There's a recipe. <laughs> well, we didn't start out interviewing both of them, did no. we? No. It was started out with Albano. Yeah. yeah, but it's sort of funny. Bruno was at the same show, but he was on the opposite side of the building, away from those guys. He didn't on want purpose. Purpose. Yeah, he didn't want yeah. anywhere near them. Right? It's like when Ted DiBiase's in and Virgil's on the other side, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. No contact. Amen. No. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think even Albano had the early onsets of Alzheimer's at this he point. He did mm-hmm. we had because he was a having a hard time naming teams that he's yeah. had yeah. the sixteen-time tag champs, and he couldn't like name them all. Yeah. Sadly, we 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 asked him most of the questions and kind of sideways fed him most of the answers too, but. Yeah, it was Albano. It was really entertaining. It was just a blast to have him around, you know. And then, um, partway through the interview with Albano, <laughs> the Sheik Sheiky kept closing in and closing in and closing in, like on he you. wanted on camera. On yeah. you, right? Yeah. He kept whispering to me, "Can I come in? Can I come in?" Yeah. I'm like, "We're doing you next." You know, it's like we're we're right in the middle of this interview. John know? looks at me while we're all on, and he's I'm just like, like what, "What do you I think?" Do? I said, oh, "Bring him in. Why not?" I said, know? "Okay, Sheiky, come on in." <clears throat> oh boy, that was like throwing. <laughs> A fuel on the fire, yeah. you know, and she come in and we started talking and then I oh. s- started asking about Hogan and stuff. And oh, he went ballistic. Yeah. I think it was just before he got to his height of popularity when being on Stern show, you okay. know, when he took off being on there with Beetlejuice and that whole crew of hired Stern's flunkies, you know, he was real popular with that. We got him right before that, right before that. And he come in and then we started and we knew he, you know, he goes off the rails, you know, with just his yeah. interviews and you know, a second zoom it. Yeah. Yeah. In a second. So then we were stoking him about Hogan and stuff. And <laughs> oh my, he went it through the routine, you know, yep. wah, wah, and what, yep. you know, and he went through right the into whole, character. Oh my gosh. Yep. Loud. So loud, Mike, that the whole show stopped. It, this is <laughs> the old convention center, the Monroe. Well, yeah. And everybody gravitated towards us. The whole show, right, which, everybody, all the customers that were in the whole place were gathered around us. You know, four or five hundred people were all around us. We're like, oh, brother. And Sheik's just mouthing off, mouthing off and going jabroni this, jabroni that. And, and they're blocking the aisles for the rest of the people beyond us. And we're getting flack about that. You know, all those yeah. paid celebrities that are yeah. there to sign autographs, they can't get to them. So Billy D. Williams is there, and Minnie Me, and all these people where they're ticked the off because we're right? costing them money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're costing them money because this group is just forming because the <laughs> sheik going ballistic. Oh, it's getting louder and louder. Oh, yeah. and then everybody was around us. The whole the whole place was around us, yeah. just mobbing us. I remember then, John the look on Matt's face, our camera guy Matt. He was like petrified. He didn't know what to do. Like we got to get out of it here. It was insane. Yeah. And then the celebrities were 
PO'd, like I said, because yeah. they're not making their money. You know, people can't get to mm -hmm. them and it choking the lines off. And it's just like, this is a train wreck. Just, and then the promoter of the show got wind of this. Yeah. He wondered what the hell was going on. And he come <laughs> over down. and he's like, Oh, cut the show, cut the right. show. And we're like, this is a great show. We can't <laughs> right. cut the show. It's like, look at yeah. this. So, so we keep going and we keep going. And finally he almost basically told the cameraman, shut it off, yep. shut it off. Yep. You know, you're you're killing my show yeah you know so finally the show had to end and he had our cameraman shut the camera off right. and then the cops oh. come over <laughs> security yeah. Sheik, security come over Sheik was out of control at this oh, yeah. point he was throwing f-bombs yeah. around and yep. stuff and then the cops told him he said calm down we're gonna arrest you and then he threw more he got it just throw more fuel on the fire and Sheik was just insane then throwing f-bombs like crazy and they were gonna arrest him and then finally I don't know what calmed it down, but the cops finally walked. And then Sheik turns to me. He said, how'd I do? How'd yeah. I do? Yeah. And I'm like, you damn near got arrested yeah. and you ruined the show. It's like, <laughs> what do you mean? How'd you do? But he was in character. He was. And you the know, funniest yeah. part was as he's getting louder, we're packing our gear as quick as we can to get out. Cause we're going to, we're going to get tied into this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were wanting to get out of there yeah, at this yeah. point while the cops are ready to arrest him. And it's like, this is crazy. Yeah. But to this day, the Bruno show, uh, you know, our two hour interview with Bruno and that show, yeah. people were like neck and neck on That's which one they one talk they about, about yeah. first. So you know, <laughs> how much of that could you use? Was it just like a heavily edited <laughs> chic rant well, to get on television? It, the chic came in towards the end of the show. So we yeah. were able by, by some creative editing and, and making a front and a back. We you were had able to go ahead and make yeah. a show out of it. But yeah. Yeah. As far as audio wise, there was some editing involved. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his, was. his super craziness, it ended up after the camera, you know, the promoter shut the camera. Yeah, we down. weren't so rolling when he really mm, yeah. got stoked. When he found out the camera was off, you know, cameraman yeah. zooming. Yeah. He freaking flipped oh, yeah. out. You know, he just went crazy. And he had chic. no, yeah. Typical sheep. <laughs> typical. Yeah, chic. And then after it was done, How'd I do? How'd I do? That part like, stunned me. I couldn't oh believe it. Gosh. It's all a game to him. Yeah. You know? It was just <laughs> We he, just wanted out at that point, Mike. We had to get out of there. Yeah, because we knew we, it wasn't a good situation. Well, as I recall, we didn't really even have permission to go in there. No. We not, just kind of I John, the, the schmoozer, he got us he got us in. Yeah, somehow. yeah. I know. They're they're tough to yeah, get their the media yeah. in there. So. And I asked Sheik the day before and I asked Albano the day before, and they both said yes. So whenever we got in, I'm like, they know we're coming to interview yeah. them. You Somehow know. we got we got in and talked our way through and just started setting stuff up, figuring, well, see how far we get. Mm -hmm. You know, we got yeah. pretty far. <laughs> <laughs> but what a train wreck! And oh, we wonder God. why they don't let media in there. Yeah, days. exactly. Yeah. I mean, I mean, some of these old actors and stuff—you never know. That's true. <laughs> so. And like Bruno, then we realized why he was on the other end, <laughs> no you know, it. of the floor, you know, uh, far away from these two guys because he. He had been with them, yeah. you know, through the years. He, he knows, knows what yeah. they're like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's why he was on the opposite caddy corner, you know, way, way, way far yeah. away. It, it, it did feel like between that and and you know the goings on, like the news over the years with WWE and everything, and them coming back, like he knew the score and he knew what he wanted to stay away from. Exactly. Right? Sure. Yep. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. That's so true. So true. He was very smart in that respect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. For sure. Yep. Yeah. And, he, he had a good story. It was a long story, but it was. But his story was compelling. I could listen to it often and mm -hmm. not be bored with it, you know? Right. It's quite a story. Quite and a we life. know when we had him in the hot seat that there were certain areas we couldn't, you know, go to. Yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. You, you know, it's just off limits, you know, like he and his son. 
mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Now, when we had David on our show, we went there with that. You yeah. Know, yeah. He was Bruno, okay. Yeah, yeah. He was okay with that. And, uh, but Bruno, we knew not to do that. And he's still pretty much kayfabe at that point, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so you, certain you, things slipped though. Yeah. Certain, certain things, things certain things slipped. Yeah. Yeah. But, and he also told us that up to that point, that was the longest interview he'd ever given anybody in his life. Yeah, he reminded me of that every time I saw him. He looked at his watch a couple times. Yeah, he kept saying, "John, I gave you the longest interview of my career." You can tell. You can tell he's from before the era of podcasts. Exactly, (laughs) for sure. Yep, for sure. But you can also tell his story was well rehearsed, and it didn't take a lot of prodding to get him to talk. No, we didn't have to ask multiple questions. He could just go, and that's kind of what we wanted. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, it was Mm -hmm. one question. He was good for eight, ten minutes. We mm-hmm. sat for you know, over an hour, right, John? Yeah, it was yeah, a close well, to two hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it was close something. to two hours. And then we all went out to dinner, which was even better. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Any other great moments from the show in these this eighteen year history? I mean, I mean, I, mean, I guess they, they, that looks like the, the spectrum of the best and the well, almost the worst, right? Yeah. <laughs> you had a good. Uh, you I vaguely remember Candido. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Chris oh, yeah. Candido when he yeah. was still alive. He was he with cut what a was promo that offshoot. He was with that XPW, I think it was, Rob X, Black. Yeah. The one who was with the California. porn industry guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had Lizzie Borden is who he was married to. She did a, she was a good interview. We yeah, couldn't air any of that, I don't think. But uh, <laughs> Candido. Candido did an interview there. Yeah, I don't know who he was working that night, but we'd do, there were times where we would shoot interviews prior to the match, and then we'd shoot the match and then come back and repackage it, you know. Mm-hmm. While Candido did this interview prior to going to the ring, and it was you remember the old Terry Funk interview where he took the garbage can and dumped the garbage all over himself? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what Candido did. And we, we had no idea. It was I was interviewing him, and then he was going ballistic. He was getting into the funk mode, and then he grabbed it, <laughs> went off camera, grabbed a trash can, brought it in, and it, he didn't even know what was in it. Dumped this trash just all over himself. <laughs> just turned the garbage can upside down and just littered himself with trash. And then he kept going, kept yeah. going. You know, Jeez. just a pro. And it was just like something Terry Funk would do. Yeah, and it was it was pretty unique. <laughs> but a couple of the other guys, uh, the old Randy, he was the big guy. You know, he always sat in the center of our table <laughs> like Randy Bodell does. And um, a couple of the guys got off on picking on the biggest guy on our panel, uh, Matt Bourne. We had him on the show. And that's and, uh, that's the original Doink. Original yeah. Doink, yeah. Original Doink. He was on the show, and he wanted to put the sugar, yeah, on Big Randy, which <laughs> I didn't even know what the sugar was being around wrestling my whole life. But I guess uh, you have the your opponent on the ground, and you're basically straddling his head from the back, and then you're pulling his leg up and just crunching them, you know. <laughs> and Big Randy, uh, born did that right in the middle of our set. Yeah. <laughs> And just brutalized him. And then uh, Baron Cicluna, we right. had him on, and he that was picked very on, early, very early. Yeah. And uh, we had him on, and he picked on Big Randy too. He got him in a headlock. Put him in a headlock again on the show. Stood yeah, up, on the show. Got him in the headlock. Yeah. Yep. It was uh, pretty unique. Um, funny. And, I, yeah. I, I I laughed. Very it's funny. So and then funny. we had uh, one of the other doinks on our show through the years and uh he come on and he was spraying silly string all over us and stuff like that you know and yeah. just kind of unique we shot that in front of a live audience down in connellsville yeah, yeah that was down mm. at uh, uh glass something glass yeah or glass fest yeah that's what it was yeah. mount pleasant glass mount pleasant. and ethnic festival yeah we shot a live show under their gazebo there and had doink on yeah. he was all painted up and yeah and we've had yeah. him on a number of times he's a local guy okay yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Always entertaining. Tom is always entertaining. Oh, Lots very. of stories and make you laugh, you know. Yep. But, uh, exactly. Yeah. He's been on, what, maybe three, four times, John? Something like at that? At least. Yeah. Yeah, at least. Yeah. You know, some of the other guys I really appreciated was guys. We had Ricky Steamboat on a couple years oh, ago. Yes. Well, what a nice, nice guy he was. He, he was in no hurry, and he, he just sat there, and he seemed like he enjoyed it as much as we did, mm-hmm. you know. Some of the other guys, very standoffish. Um, Vader really wasn't too enjoyable. You yeah. Know? He yeah. did it grudgingly. And he was a little, a little standoffish, you know. But mm-hmm. most of the guys were, were, were really good. And I, I really enjoyed some of them a lot. Really and uh, Al Snow. Al Snow was great. Yeah. A couple shows with Al. Three. Three yeah, part three show shows. with Al. We had, we had to almost like get him to stop talking. That's yeah. how good he was. You know? <laughs> yeah. Midnight Express, I think we had them on for four or five shows. Yeah. You know, yeah. they just would talk forever. Great guys. DiBiase, uh, super mm-hmm. gentleman. Yeah. Super good guy. Bob, Bob Orton. Yeah. Slaughter. Great. Yeah. Snooker. Had Snook Snooka. on one time. Yep, had Snook yeah. on. And that was weird because usually Snook is not allowed to do anything uh, because his wife's there or his manager's there or whatever. Mm-hmm. Neither one was around this night. and We got him in the hot seat. Yeah. And <laughs> we we were very fortunate. We heard night. brother 50 times, I Love think, yeah. in the course Love of 20 minutes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yep, that's true. But nonetheless, it was a good interview. And people, everyone knows Jimmy Snooka. So we thought... You know, he, he's a guy we got to get. Yeah, yeah. I, sure. think we, I think we were talking about this before the show. Like, uh, you know, we, we talk about the reach of this because I, I think I, I think it gets dismissed a lot because, like, oh, it's Armstrong Cable. Like, people right. in Butler see it or something, yeah. right? Um, and you talked about it being kind of crossover, but you said you've had a lot of experiences. You were telling me before the show of being like people recognizing you like other places. Oh yeah. Yeah, like the Super Bowl, for instance. (laughs) Yeah, the Super Bowl. (laughs) We might as well start with that one. Yeah, Mike. Um, It was a dream of mine to get my dad to a Super Bowl, and finally the Steelers got back to one in Super Bowl Forty. Waited twenty six years or whatever it was uh, to get back there, and thank God I got to get my dad to that one and Forty Three. But we're in Detroit, Michigan, at the Super Bowl, and I'm looking for celebrities. You know, I'm I'm an autograph hound. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm a collector. I love getting photos with celebrities. Always have. And uh, I'm at the Super Bowl with my dad, looking for celebrities, getting pictures with them, and I got quite a few. And here, people are coming up to me about our show and like, "Great show, wrestling! Great wrestling! Are you the wrestling guy? Yeah, dude. I'm, you know, and they want pictures with me. They want autographs of me. And my dad's just standing there. He's just bewildered. You know, he's like, "This is unbelievable. That's why you're here." But they're coming up to you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it, it it's pretty cool and then we we would travel uh to different sports shows because we were both collectors and uh we'd be at the sports show and people would be coming up in ohio and kentucky and you know west virginia and stuff like that one time i was in an airplane and i had the end seat and uh the flight attendant come come to me and he bent down and he whispers in my ear are you the wrestling guy? And I looked up and I said, yeah. So here we are, you know, 30,000 feet in the air. And this guy's asking me if I'm the wrestling guy. So it's, it's kind of cool. You get recognized everywhere we go, even out of state, you know, Mm -hmm. where I, I don't think of us being out of state, but we are in many States and, um, that Armstrong serves. And, uh, one other story I like to, um, go back to is we were in a shopping mall locally here in Pittsburgh, Ross park mall. My wife and I were shopping and uh, years ago, and there's this guy that's running down the up escalator. The escalator's going up, but he's running down it. So I'm <laughs> like to my wife, I'm like, that guy just either stole something and he's trying to get away or he's coming <laughs> for me. And here he was coming for me. He saw me from the uh, uh, second floor 
and he'd come down to me to get a picture with me and stuff. So it's kind of cool. And then whenever you're out eating, the guys will attest to this. You're out eating or walking and people are whispering or like, I don't know if that's him. I don't know. Yeah. Go, go ask. Looking at him. you yeah. funny. Yeah. yeah. Randy gets them coming into his work a lot. Yeah. Yeah. You just had one recently, right? Randy? Occasionally it'll come in. Just yeah. Ask him, Dad. Ask him. Go ahead. Do you want that show? Uh, does that wrestling stuff? Yeah. <laughs> And Pat, you get it all the time. I know because we talk about it. Yeah, more more locally. I'm I'm not really an autographed hound or things like that. And I'm, I don't I haven't traveled as much as you have, John. But yeah, locally, um, usually in the mornings I'll stop in for a cup of coffee at the local coffee shop, and you're sitting there talking to your friends, and you see somebody at the counter looking at you, and he keeps looking, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he must probably saw the wrestling show. And sometimes they come over, and um, it's it's it, it's it's just been so funny the people where where they see you and how they come about you and mm -hmm. some people leave you alone some people send their kids up you know things like that yeah <laughs> right let them do the dirty work right yeah and, <laughs> and some people want an autograph i'm just like all right whatever you know yeah, yeah you know it's kind of unique because we expect it around town yeah but whenever we get out and you expect it at the wrestling shows of sure. course because the, mm -hmm. the fans are into this sort of thing but whenever you're out and about you you know someone comes up and says hey nice show you know just out mm -hmm. of the blue it's kind of kind of unique yeah. Yeah. I actually had a couple of people I remember over the years, they were visiting somebody somewhere else and saw the show and said, Hey, I know that guy. That's that guy from Butler, that kind of thing. You, know, <laughs> about that. you hear about it secondhand, of course, but yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting. When I posted that we were doing this interview, um, there was uh, Marcus Mann who, who, who uh, books down in um, uh, uh, Rise down in uh, Tunnelsville area. Like, like talked about, like, I think he's the one that was saying that, like, you know, hey, I watch these guys, you know, every yep. month and everything. And now, he, you know, these guys are in wrestling. So it's kind of cool to see that connection happening Pretty uh, neat. when we got to bring you guys on here today. Another one ran, uh, we just had him on the show, the wrestler. He used to watch us in college. Yeah, Daniel Hooven. Uh, Daniel Hooven. Yeah. Yeah. Slippery Rock. Right. Slippery Rock, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he used to watch us in college, and then now he's wrestling. He's working, and we had him on it. So he came full full circle. Kind he, of. he thought that was a how being being on the show he used to watch when he was growing up. You know, <laughs> Yeah, he yeah. couldn't and, wait to show it to his buddies. And this is a guy that's been on like the Sci-Fi Channel on ghost shows and stuff. Yeah, know? right. <laughs> and, and he's excited to be on, on this. It's great. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah so it's kind of unique. So awesome. So, uh, I mean, you guys are still going strong here. You guys still doing the show, still going strong. Every time the calendar year comes up, we're like, well, are we going to be on the schedule for next year? Right. It's like, right. It keeps, <laughs> keeps happening. So, uh, they, they still like it. They do. We enjoy doing it. Well, it's yeah. even cool. Even if we don't get the national guys, there's enough local guys, a lot, a lot of independent mm -hmm. talent mm -hmm. and guys true. with history. Like we'll have tarantula is a good oh, interview yeah. that could talk forever. Ken Jugan, who Ken just Jugan. beating all the cancer he had. I mean, he's, can go wow. on forever right yeah we we're friends with uh from wildcat belts who makes the belts now mm -hmm. for wwe mm -hmm. drew lazar drew lazar so, we went I mean, to his house actually and did a two-part show of how he makes the belts that's awesome that was a great show i really I really really enjoyed that the yeah. fans really loved that too because they didn't realize that the wwe belts are coming right. out of this guy's house here's the guy the strobe, yeah. <laughs> yeah here's the guy that makes them there he is right there on yeah. your tv set and, and we cool. had some of them in our hands before they had them up there you know it's and unique. he sent us a christmas present a couple years ago yes he did christmas mm. eve a box came and he sent us a belt and it sits right in front of the three spot where mm. on our show it's the middle and belt. it has the middle belt it has our logo on it this logo here pro wrestling news and views mm. It's on the belt, and uh, that was our Christmas gift from Drew Lazario from Wildcat Championship 
wrestling belts, but uh, he does belts for not only wrestling federations, but golf tournaments, weddings, you know, you name uh, it. Hot dog parties. competitions. Are yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Pretty Nathan's. much, pretty yeah. much anything now. Anybody yeah. wants yeah. a belt. Uh, there was just last weekend, there was uh, somebody got married and had one of his yeah. belts and they wore the robes as they come down the steps yeah. and everything. Who was that? Really? Forget. I forget if that was a sports, football player sports or something. Figure? Yeah, some yeah. athlete yeah. I can't recall. Yeah, I'll tell you what my, though. What, they stole my gimmick, Beach. They did. I yeah. know. Yeah. Jeez, our, our my wedding was all centered around wrestling. <laughs> that was one of my steps of getting me to the altar. His reception had an actual wrestling ring in the middle for of the, the dance, dance floor. floor. For the yeah. dance floor, yes. yeah, for the dance yes. floor. It was brought in from uh, uh, the guy's name was Joe. I can't remember his last name, but he was uh, from uh, Columbus area. And he brought it in and set it up. And we didn't put the ropes on because the decorator already had our wedding colors, which were purple and gold, as the wrestling ropes. So it was around three sides. Yeah. And the one side was left down. And then there was set, uh, steps built, especially to get up into the ring. So that was the actual dance floor. That's yeah. amazing. Hey, and you don't want people drinking at a wedding and getting trying to get through the ropes. That's right. Just right. Disaster. This, is, this is true. Yeah. Yeah, my that wife was, and I come back in with the belts, you know, and Flair's music played, and it was it was <laughs> pretty even cool. The wedding cake had the Hasbro wrestlers all over it, up and nice. down, all over Yeah, the place. we had one of those cakes where you didn't cut the actual wedding cake. You know, there was only one piece that we fed each other, and the cake stood all night. Yeah. So all the Hasbro, you know, they used to have bridesmaids and groomsmen going up the stairs, while ours had wrestling figures all over the table and up the stairs yep. and stuff like that. And and then uh, when you entered the room, there was a big sign that said, Welcome to the World Wrestling Reception. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Drew Lazario made that, too. Drew made that. that. Yeah, he I made that banner. Yeah. 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 But uh, it was and, all all around wrestling. Yeah, it was all. And then we even worked an angle yeah, in the ring. Yeah, we did a skit. Yep. Yeah, uh, Bill Apter. Uh, it was kind of like his idea. And he brought a gimmick camera. You know, the old big VHS cameras are huge. Uh, that's what we both shoot with, with at the time. And, uh, he brought one of those that was dead and he said, he worked up the angle, of course. And he said, what we're going to do is, uh, I'm going to shoot footage of me bothering you all day. And, uh, and then I'm going to shoot your bridesmaids and groomsmen saying, who is this guy? Where'd he come from? You know, cause they don't know Bill after, you yeah. know? So, uh, he, he shot footage. He had people, he had others shooting footage of him, like, asking Pat stuff and asking everybody else stuff in the wedding party and just being an annoyance. What well, just boiled up to this angle that we shot <laughs> up in the inside ring inside the ring. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, <clears throat> so it, I think it started out with me with the mic thanking him. You know, he was always my idol, got me into pro wrestling, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And you were always my idol and stuff. I said, but today, my wedding day, you ruined my wedding day. <laughs> and the whole crowd went, no one knew this was going down. Right, right. The guys are into wrestling. The, the whole crowd went, oh. <laughs> and I said, you ruined my wedding day. You're bothering all my people, you know, friends, family, uh, the attendance for our wedding. I said, you just ruined it. And he, he went back and forth with me, back and forth. And then uh, I said, it's just terrible. So I, he had the gimmick camera on his shoulder. And I opened up the camera, took the tape out, the videotape out, and, and I just pulled it all apart. So everybody thought this was our <laughs> wedding video that I was destroying and threw it on the ground, trampled it. And then he's just like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Johnny? And then I took the camera that he had and I grabbed it and I waylaid Bill over the head with <laughs> this camera. That was big bulky cameras. That's a big deal, those cameras. Yeah. And I, you know how you're supposed to protect your opponent by putting your hand here and then hitting them, yeah. you know? 
Well, I kind of forgot that because usually I'm behind the camera and I didn't remember all that. And I got two up into this angle. I just took the camera and I waylaid him and he went down like a ton of bricks. And then that just another guy shot for him started pounding on me and then all my buddies come in and then people that didn't even know this was an angle in the crowd they're all rushing the ring yeah. they're kicking the shit out of after yeah, we're, we're they're just laying the after, boots yeah. to him just pounding it he's got this big goose egg on his head because i went crazy and didn't protect him yep. and waylaid him and then i'm getting beat up and then and my wife have, comes in the ring right and didn't didn't we have norm like trying to trying to defend him and kind yeah. of throwing us like oh yeah norm i told norm to get clock me and i'll roll out of the ring and hit the floor you know that norm, was all part of it norm, yeah, norm connors, connors from, from connors, iwc yeah. so yeah norm was in on the angle okay too, you know? it was yeah. hilarious so and then it, thing it went out of control though it was yeah. kind of like uh, the show earlier with the chic there were friends of ours that had no idea, but they thought we were getting pounded on. Yeah. So they came in, they were throwing haymakers yeah. and putting the boots to like after and stuff. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God, this guy's my boss. Yeah. You know? It's like, what are you doing? So it was it was hilarious. And the, the real camera caught all of this. Yeah. So we have all the footage of all this going down. And my wife came in the ring and she threw some blows. Yeah, she was stuff. stomping, right? Yeah. So it was uh, a funny evening. It was it was funny. Yeah. It was it was great. But everyone and then everyone was coming up like did you ruin your wedding video and i'm like no that was a gimmick tape you know and a gimmick camera <laughs> yeah. and yeah so it was it was quite fun though but very different people were like used to the normal you know yeah. wedding receptions yeah. where nothing like this would right. occur just get up and dance right i think that's what every wrestling fan wants was their wedding yeah that's, that's true you had the dream come true with that. yeah i told d whenever she wanted to get married i said well i'll agree to it but it has to be a wrestling theme. I'll agree to it. Yeah. <laughs> and even up on the altar, whenever the pastor was giving us, you know, our do's and don'ts and stuff like that, I turned to the camera and we both did the four life thing. The NWO was big at that time. <laughs> we all did the four life thing. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, and then we left the altar to Pomp and Circumstance, Savage's song, right, you know. Right. Yeah, we, we left to that. But everybody oh. just was left with, their head shaking, you the, know. The best, thing, the best thing is like a wrestling fan or a wrestler's wedding. Right. Because yeah. it, you're not getting away without something interesting. Exactly. Not just, if it, not even just the interesting cast of characters that's in the in the in, in the audience. Uh, right. right. At that point. I've I've, right. I've got to film or attend uh four now. Oh wow. <laughs> over the last uh, wow. uh ten years. Mm. And it's always an interesting when you like when you look at the like like the, 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 the groom's party and realize like that's his faction from from IWC. Uh, <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's always always a fun kind of thing. Just yeah. like, mm. well, and, I remember our reception, what you just said to echo that Mike, when Tarantula and his wife <laughs> it was living at the time, Black Widow. They were in their gimmick because they had to go to a match that night. So they walked in the <laughs> no, no, wedding reception. So I know Tarantula now. I, I didn't get to see him like more than a few years ago. Okay. Um, like he's kind of just a, a biker kind of thing right now. Does he always done that kind always. of thing? So That's he, his so life. he showed up in like biker fatigues. But his gimmick before was in with a, the black though, with the uh, cape and all. The cape. With the cape. That's <laughs> what it was. And he yeah. had the long hair then. So you know, now so he's, bald. he's there with a cape. Yeah, and walking in biker uh, uh, look Chow. at your wedding, all that because he just he rode the bike to the reception. Yeah, and his Love wife it. was dressed as the Black Widow. That was her gimmick, and she had spider webs all over her face and black <laughs> lipstick and. Kind of like the goth look before it was go. even popular. You I know? love that. And uh, they walked in, and everybody just like stopped. They were putting the fork to the mouth, and were like, 
what Uh-oh. is that? <laughs> you know, but it stopped time. It was, it was See, crazy. Now my touch with wrestling with my wedding, I recently got remarried. Two you tell years, them your story. Two man. years this is ago. Great. And like we've said, I've been friends with Bruno over the years from getting him to be on the show. I, I met his wife years earlier when I was in retail management and I met, met his wife at a shoe store. I was a retail manager there. She would come in and shop at the North Hills. And I recognized her just over the years. Just I just knew who she was. So we became friends. And obviously, I was trying to somehow reach Bruno. And eventually, between John and the show and taking, you know, he, he needed rides to different events. And somehow, we just ended up hooking up. So eventually, I became his man for that, for going to autograph signings, for the Steel City Con. I took him, sat with him for those things. And we just befriended each other over the years. Well, lo and behold, I was getting married. My dad had passed away a few years prior. And I thought, you know, I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask Bruno to be my best man. So I called him on the Why phone not? one night, had the conversation. He said, yes. And I said, I said, you know what I'm asking you? He said, yeah. I said, I'm asking you to stand for me to be my, I understand, Randy. <laughs> I'll be and I said, I'll be there. I said, okay. So sure enough, you know, I got off the phone. I like, I had to check my pulse and he's coming. So he was my best man, my wedding two years ago, and, you know. And Pictures, even, video, I'm happy to have it, and it's a great memory. He even had a, his own tux, right? Had his own tux, yeah. We had a wedding party, and my wife said, make sure, you know, wedding, you know, it was a small wedding party, and uh, is he going to have a matching tux with, with everybody? And I said, well, I'll call him, and I'll see. And I called him, and, and he said, uh, he said, no, Randy, I have one. And I said, well, my wife sort of wants everybody to match. He said, no, this doesn't go out of style. Well, am I going to argue with Bruno about getting a tux? You know, the one I want to wear, <laughs> the one he has. So I said, okay, that's fine, and he was fine. Then he did the toast too, right? He Ryan? did the toast, yeah. 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 Cool. Yeah. Good memory. Good memories. That's For awesome. Sure. So where can people find you? Of course, uh, if you guys are in the Armstrong Cable Network, you guys are definitely there. Definitely there. Where else, Peach? Uh, Facebook. You can find you can we don't we don't really post much on Facebook once in a while. Pro wrestling news and views. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's that's really that's about it. Yeah, it, Arm, it, Armstrong's cable systems only. So you know. yeah, Armstrong owns our show, so we can't put it out everywhere. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So yeah, we don't. Yeah, we have, have talked about possibly putting some of the shows on. Mm. Um, we need to explore that a little more. Mm-hmm. See if we can possibly do that. Yeah, you know. some Absolutely. of the older ones that you know, they, I think they probably run their useful. Yeah, course. So that'd be nice. To have a, that I mean, it's a, it's 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 a, it's amazing because there's 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 just this treasure trove there that. Yeah, yeah. So the, 18 years. If you're in a region, you've been fortunate enough to be able to experience what you guys have put out there. Yeah. That's really cool. And again, we did put um, the Bruno interview and the Dan Hooven uh, interview in the in the, in the the uh, event for this uh, oh, good. as well. Oh, and nice. uh, well, I'll try to make yeah. a point to repost those as well. But you can find those. Just go look up Pro Wrestling News and Views on YouTube and you'll find yeah. those two videos. Very, I think very Armstrong awesome. has their own channel, maybe. Yeah, they, they, have their own, they have their own YouTube channel. I know yeah. they've been putting a lot of stuff from there. Yeah. Um, and I, I've seen stuff they've been doing with like other wrestling promotions too. So yes, like, a yes. little bit here and there. So it's kind of cool to, you know, that's, that's able to expand out a little bit. Awesome. So awesome. Very good. So thank you so much guys. Um, anywhere else people can find you online or you guys personally or anything you guys want to plug this coming up. Me and Pat are online, Facebook. John's yeah, Facebook and all that. Just under my name, Pat Gallagher. Yeah, yeah. there you go. It'll, the picture will probably be something pinball related. If you're looking for, there's more oh, than we can one get Pat into that. Yeah, you better get into that. That's uh, that's on, a big on, part of his on. life. All right, so what? I got to go to I got to go to pro, the Pro Wrestling News and Views headquarters a few years ago, <laughs> and I didn't know. Like you get to see if you watch the videos, you see the the magazines are behind yeah. it, right? Yeah. It's just an amazing rack of of just you know 
awesome history of magazines there. Um, and but the other side, <laughs> there is like <laughs> well, there was a there was a Macho Man Randy Savage jacket. Like there was there's a there's there's Royal Rumble pinball. Like there's all kinds of Superstar Graham's boots. Yeah, yeah Superstar Graham's boots and glasses and Owen Hart stuff. Owen Hart you stuff. Macho ru- Man. More you, stuff from the. You guys ring. need to open this up as a pro wrestling museum up there. That's true. Yeah, we <laughs> should. We probably. Could, yeah, yeah, we should. Yeah, work it, on that, John. But Pat's the pinball guy. He's been into pinball since he was a kid working yeah, for his that's, that's been pretty much my life, uh, playing pinball, enjoying it, uh, mm. repairing games, and mm. collecting and all that sort of thing. Yeah, pretty much all my life. But, have, I, uh, have I not run into you at Replay FX? What's that? <laughs> have I not run into you at Pinburg? I've never gone to Replay FX. I'll tell you, Mike, I'm oh, old man. school. I like the older games. Yeah. So there's not much for me there. Now, my daughter goes. She loves it. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. And I've been out to the, you know, obviously Papa headquarters a couple yeah. of times, but yeah. they're, they're closing that up now. So, uh, not gonna be oh, there anymore. I didn't. Oh, I, yeah. they're, they're looking for a new location. They right? have a place in Bellevue right now. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Smaller. This is uh, the local guys. They're a, a nonprofit. They they're kind of have a you know between pinball and, and arcade, just yeah. a bunch of old machines. But they they were in a warehouse in Carnegie, right. so they couldn't really open it up to the public. And uh, they bring all the games, and they, I think they source some other games, and and they just take over the convention center, and they turn it into a giant arcade for like four days. Four days wow, yeah. it's like amazing. One price, come in, play everything. They have console games. Right. Like half of it is the pinball, right? Because they do their competitions, and then then they open it up for everybody. Wow. Yeah, and, so. and if you like if you like the newer games, I mean, mm. you can't. It's the best value in town. That a, that and the arcade out in Aliquippa oh, are just phenomenal. Uh, the uh, Coin Up Hall of Fame, I think, is called. Yeah, right. I know pinball, the, the, pinball PA, pinballpa.com. Yeah. We've been reviewed them over on our. Oh, have you? Uh, yeah, when they were just opening up, we talked with them mm-hmm. on the awesome chat on awesomecast.com. Yeah, and even uh, out there, there's uh, on a daily basis 440 games, pinballs and videos to play for one money. Yeah, pay your money, go in and play. It's it's yep. great. Yeah, it's that's that's been a big part of my life. Always has been. Yeah, you yeah. started. He started out so young with that. His grandfather was a distributor. He was an operator. Yeah. Operator. Yeah. He's a guy who put the machines into bars and the restaurants and all that. Okay, my that would go service those. You yeah. know, that's how kind of learned that way. Yeah, yeah. And he's still working on them to this day. Oh, yeah. You know, buying yeah. machines and refurbing them. And it's fun. I got a house full. You know, <laughs> and my the, my one friend called it a tinkerer's house. Yep, which is. Pretty apropos. That's yeah, pretty much nails. If you look at if you look at my place, yeah. seems right. That and seems he services right. the old electric electro mechanical. Yeah, pre digital. I, I don't yeah. really mess with digital games. I do yeah. the pre digital stuff. So it's what I know. Wow, yeah. and what I enjoy. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool. We've taken a couple trips to York and Chicago for mm-hmm. the big pinball yeah. conventions and Drove stuff like to, that. Yeah, yeah. I go. To, I usually go to two or three shows a year on the East Coast just for the weekend, have fun. You know, hang out with your buddies. You only see them a couple times a year that way. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. I had a lot of fun doing that. I love it. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I love it. It was great. Great to experience and check out the place and see everything you got down there. So go check them out. Uh, again, on the Facebook, on the YouTube, uh, Pro Wrestling News and Views. And uh, and check out everything going on. Again, uh, other interviews that we've done over the years as well on uh, Indie Mayhem Show, WrestlingMayhemShow.com and IndieWrestling.us. And uh, until next time, support Indie Wrestling. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.